zero. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. What's the mama say? Mama says you're brain dead. Bang your head against the wall. That's what the mama said. <laughs> Can't find peace of mind. Brain needs an overhaul. Yep, 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 yep. Bonehead brain dead. We're all the same. You can't think straight when your heart is in pain. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. Telling you the truth, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. Good guys, bad boys, we're all the same. Saved by grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground, time, time to lay your burden down. Lay it down, lay it down, wait for the train. <laughs> Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show with Dender Dender and Tone D and Marb (laughs) and the Monty Woman. (laughs) Almost said Monty Woman, didn't it? I thought you said Monty Woman. It sounded like it. Well, welcome to the show. Tony's here. Good morning. Marv's here. Yep. Denver's here. Try to get some sleep, would you? (laughs) And the train. We all sound so enthused today. We're like, yeah, we're here. If you guys knew the train story, you'd oh, all Lord. appreciate that. Yeah, there's a train in Albany, Oregon, that is an irritant to all Albanians. It's Albanians? <laughs> Albanians? <laughs> it, the, the conductor on the train wakes up every morning determined to have his train pull out of the whatever it pulls out of and get in the way of all of us trying to get someplace on purpose it's <laughs> not going anywhere <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. hey hey so Denver and I are drinking uh, welcome to the show everybody Denver and I are drinking um <laughs> the brand new we're drinking <laughs> Denver and I are drinking <laughs> We get here early to drink. <laughs> yeah, why hide it, right? Just, just cop to it. Just cop to it. Right Welcome now. to Recovery Radio. <laughs> At least you're being honest. <laughs> That's the first step. <laughs> uh, well, you, you know, you forego having to cop cop to it in your home group and your meeting. You know, <laughs> just say it now over, you know, over international, international waves. radio, right? <laughs> anyway, we're drinking the new bangs. Um, <laughs> Uh, this one is Georgia peach sweet tea, and then they have one uh, lemon sweet tea. Uh, and I, that one tasted a little funky to me. I I tried that one. I like this Georgia peach one. Georgia, 
Anything Georgia. sweet tea is nasty. Oh, I like it. Uh-uh. But but anyway, it, it's non-carbonated, which is kind of nice. Because <laughs> you can pound it a lot it, faster. It, <laughs> it's pushing the envelope, for well. sure. How are you doing, Marv? Oh, I was doing good. <laughs> Better than us, probably. It'd be a great show. Uh, turn around, hit the ground, time to pound a bang back down. <laughs> So the topic this week is, can't we all just get along? No. In reference, no. (laughs) In reference to um, the different fellowships in recovery uh, and uh, and the like. So just to throw a couple of them out there, and on the YouTube version, you'll see you'll see these. uh, You know, A A N A C A Cocaine Anonymous um, Celebrate Recovery um, Overeaters Anonymous. And, uh, you know, and, and the good book, the, the Bible, um, there's a picture of a church on there. And, and, there, and you know, I mean, if you had, if we had time to say the names of every recovery fellowship that uses by permission of AA, the 12 steps, we'd be here all day long. I mean, <laughs> they've got pencils anonymous, erasers anonymous, literally. I mean, people that eat erasers and they're, it's compulsive and, uh, there's chapstick anonymous for people that eat chapstick. I mean, there's just a whole ton of these things. Um, but one of the things they all have in common, one of the negative things they all have in common is that we all tend to bicker about each other or with each other. And a lot of the times we're the same person. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the little, uh, a meeting NA meeting in, uh, in Sweeno, Morgan that met at Sankey park girl scout hut. The what? Sankey Park up in Sweet Home. <laughs> they closed that down. Yeah. Did they? Oh, yeah. The, the hut? Yeah. Well, they closed the whole park down. What? That's what I read on Facebook. Now, we all know Facebook is always <laughs> correct. Because they have the covered bridges right there and everything. Yeah. Well, I'm going to investigate that a little bit more, but I read, uh, I think Andrea spoke of it. Really? They, they had shut the park down. Why? Well, that's no, trip. no funds, probably. Oh. Huh. Yeah. How do you shut down a park? I have no <laughs> idea. I, I'm, I'm right. The, you hire the squirrels to say, you can't walk in here. I'm, I'm getting ready to put up there uh, here in a couple days. So and just I'll check it out. Yeah. Research, yeah. Well, anyway, there was like 14 of us uh, in, in, in one, because I don't identify with any fellowship on the air. I'll just say with one fellowship, there was 14 of us. And in the other fellowship, 12. there was 14 of us. <laughs> It was the same 14. Oh, I've heard this story before. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And so we would try to make decisions based on the hut, like, you know, let's paint it, the inside of it, or let's rebuild a little thing in the back for the kiddos, for single moms, you know, so we could have, like, a little babysitting thing back there. But we couldn't come to any decisions because both fellowships weren't affiliated with each other. So you couldn't talk about it because once you started talking about it, the AA people would say, well, you're NA, and the NA people say, well, you're AA, and we're not supposed to be having meetings together, but it was the same people. <laughs> that, put, that put new meaning to the terminology, me, myself, and I. I you know that? You. <laughs> the exact same. You want to talk about needing to start a meeting called Schizo Anonymous. <laughs> well, you were in Sweet Home. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was kind of bizarre, you know. So who are you going to get? Who are you going to fight with? Yourself. <laughs> I mean, it just, uh, but, but there seems to be a rift, uh, and it's not, it's nothing new. 
denominations do this all the time. You know, you got your yep. Baptist and your Nazarene and the, your Catholic Church, and then you got the Episcopals over here <laughs> and uh, the United Pentecostals over there, and everybody's <laughs> when really, perhaps, perhaps we're all on the same side. What are we doing? You know, what is the primary purpose? Well, in Alcoholics Anonymous, the primary purpose is to carry the message, mm-hmm. which is the message of the 12 steps, and that we need a power greater than ourselves to solve our problem, to carry that message to the alcoholic who still suffers. What is the primary purpose in NA? Is it is it relatively the same? Yeah. What's the primary purpose in Overeaters Anonymous? To carry the message so people can get a handle on their inappropriate eating habits it's all and it's all 12-step based why do we have to buck each other so much uh buck the system with each other i I don't know so we're going to talk about that and you know can we all just get along i happen to think we can i think it's possible because i've seen it and and i think we can but we're going to talk about that um here in a minute of course. Stop right there. All right. It's time for Monty Man's hey. Weekly Wine. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I was here this week to say that. You it wanna, was bothering me. You want to share your wine? Oh, God. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear your. I'm going to get in so much trouble by this later. You know this, right? Oh, I know. That's why we love it. Okay. I brought matches. So, there was a situation that happened at home. And my little I don't work roommate comes in behind the one who actually does work. Yeah. Eating your little popsicle. Be like, "Mm -hmm, you guys just came back from. I I see it already. I see it already. Flipping. Back from the flipping thing. We're, yeah. We were at your house last night. I oh, can't... yeah. A life group. Yeah. yeah. That, that's when it happened. So you came back from life group. Uh-huh. Can I record the body <laughs> Sure, <movement>? actually. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> and then James was in the pooper, and the, he came in. He's like, this and this and this happened. And she came in licking her little popsicle, be like, mm-hmm. What you going to do? I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you about yourself right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You should be glad the roommate who actually does pay rent is in front of you. So if you do not work, do not come in licking your little popsicle. Be like, mm, what you going to do because you're living in my home rent free. I wish you could all see Tony right I'm now. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Oh, it, it's great. Livid. That's my wine. But my win is hopefully but- I'll get rid of her soon. <laughs> Can't we so all what do you, get along? Can't we all just get along? So what are you oh, that do little about smirk that? just got mm. me. I'm like, mm-hmm. so what are you going to do about that? Uh, exa- thank you. That's exactly how. No, I'm asking do you. Do horses do that? What are you going to do about it? Well, <laughs> well, nothing right now. On, take it easy on the cord. <laughs> it looks like yeah, a don't be bending news. the cord there. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. But my <laughs> weekly win, I know God is on my side and he will take care of matters as they are. Yeah. So. Yeah. I got to put a win in there. Okay. Well, yeah. Shut God's... that popsicle down her throat. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew 634. Oh, Lord. Don't I know what that is. Of... Yeah. Don't I know. About tomorrow. tomorrow. Today has enough problems of its own. <laughs> tomorrow will take care James of itself. James is going to kill me later. <laughs> <laughs> she cannot listen to this. I'll be sure like, James, can. put your microphone or sure earphones on. Oh. It's easy. 
Uh, and I have a big speaker outside, so I can turn it way up, and the backyard is right by her bedroom window. That would oh. be amazing. Wow. That might set, set that the house horrible. on fire. I need to do mm. first step. You need some emotional <laughs> sobriety. <laughs> yeah, amen. <laughs> I will when she's gone. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. Well. But that uh, was my wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do the baby. I suck at it. Um, okay, well, mine isn't as quite as colorful. Uh, so this has happened to me before, and I guess other people's insanity, you know, we say insanity, same thing over and over again. Well, other people's insanity sometimes happens, and we happen to be in the middle of it, <clears throat> or in this case, at the back end of it. I'm in line at the grocery store, um, and it's the Uh-oh. lady that wants to pay in three different ways. <laughs> Meltdown. I'm like, okay, now I I have a one of these big tubes of Jimmy Dean sausage. That's all I have. That's all I want. I just want my sausage. At least it wasn't ice cream melting. Right. Right. So I got my sausage and I'm standing there and she pulls out her checkbook. Oh lord. And and so she writes. I'm I'm thinking, ah, she's paying. You know, her checkbook. Not really thinking anything of it. And then she rips it up. She goes, oh, can I pay? Part of this with my check and part of it <laughs> with my Oregon Trail card, which for listeners who don't know, it's like a food stamp card, but it's in the form of like a debit card. And the lady says, sure. What would you like to pay with what? She goes, well, can you ring this up again? And can you ring this up separately? And on and on it goes. Well, finally, they figure that out. And then she changes her mind again. And instead of the Oregon Trail card... <laughs> She wants to pay for the other. She oh, I have money on my debit card. I don't want to spend it. On. Well, the trail card already been swiped. So it was too late. Mm-hmm. So there was this big discourse going on between her and the check register person. And I'm thinking, why am I here? <laughs> why am I not at the other register that the guy's got a basket that is huge? Because I'd probably get through it faster. <laughs> what is up with people? So then I, I come home. Right. And my son says, I tell him about it. He goes, did you ever think about going through the self-checkout because you only had one item? <laughs> Duh. The whole time. So sometimes when we're whining and we're in our stuff, the solution's right in front of our face and we don't see it. It's right. only one aisle over. And there was nobody <laughs> in it. I just had uh, one aisle. I could have went, beep, and been on my way. But no. <laughs> my little codependent grocery shopping self stood there. <laughs> Jeez. So there you go. That's it. <laughs> Anything from you, Denver? <laughs> I can't follow up with that. Tony <laughs> just blew me away. I'm still wishing I'd recorded right? the hand movements. It was crazy. Marv, you? Uh, I'm pretty well out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, you know, don't y'all, listeners, don't y'all wish you had an, an international radio program? You could just complain about all your stuff. Uh, see, some of you are really loud about your complaining, and everybody hears you. So, I'm That's still going to get in trouble. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's worth it, though. Oh, good. So, next week you can check back in. And we'll... <laughs> I'll be dead. Yeah, maybe she'll be gone. <clears throat> so, uh, of course, we always have to temper this with. <laughs> A weekly win. Okay, so uh, some stuff coming up that's really a cool win is uh, Hands Across the Bridge, Building Bridges on September 7th, which, by the way, is National Recovery Month, 
It's going to be at Marion Square Park in Salem, Oregon from 2 to 7. Take 12 Radio will be there. Uh, and uh, there's going to be a main event at 5 where participants uh, hold hands with each other across the Marion, uh, Marion Street Bridge celebrating National Recovery Month. Uh, so that again, September 7th, Marion Square Park in Salem, Oregon from 2 to 7. Come by the booth and say hello. And then Denver and I will be, along with Roger McDermott, will be in uh, Prescott, Arizona, coming up for Hope Fest September 29th. We'll actually be there 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. So the other times we're going to be touring the Arizona Teen Challenge Centers. Yay. Yes. And uh, we'll be at Hope Fest, which is in... Uh, Yavapai County Courthouse Plaza. <laughs> Yavapai. I some, miss Roger. You want some Yavapai? He needs to come back. Oh, he'll be through again. Okay. He'll, he'll be coming through again. Um, and uh, so that's that's from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturday, September 29th. Hope Fest. His grace is enough for you. It's uh, like 8,000 people show up to that thing. And it's all recovery. It's all God. It's all vendor booths and bad food for you and a lot of fun. They're going to have a motorcycle and car show this year. <gasps> Yeah, it's probably going to be pretty big, pretty big doings. Doings. Right on. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I I just wanted to share. So so Kat and her husband, Tommy. Yeah. Tyson, the author of Born Again in a Biker Bar, uh, came up here with their... No, it wasn't a fifth wheel, was it? It was all all. Yeah, inclusive. it's a big motor coach. Big motor Beautiful. coach. Are those the pictures you put on Facebook? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, and they came through, and they, they, uh, she was on the show sharing her book, uh, and they came through and had a visit with, with Denver and I. We got to visit with them. That was definitely a win. I, I got a book. I just got started on it, and I'm anxious. It sounds like it's going to be beautiful. Really inter- inter- yeah. interesting story. Really interesting yeah. story. The story of the uh, the famous uh, Johnny's Bar and Grill in Hollister, California, the largest motorcycle gang riot that ever took place in the United States uh, went on there uh, many years ago, and out of that whole thing, people ended up. There's a long story, but people ended up actually coming to the Lord in relationship with Jesus Christ. People got into AA. People got sober, all stemming out of a bar. So who Great, knew, right? Crazy. Um, <laughs> that's cool stuff. And then Kurt and Debbie Palmer, which are, are major sponsors for Take 12 Radio, um, they came up through town. In fact, they're coming back when? through town tomorrow. Uh, they were up on, um, I don't remember what day they were up here. <laughs> but anyway, what day did we see Cat uh, and, and Tommy? Was that? Um, uh, was it Friday? Friday, I think. Yeah. I think. I Everything is a blur nowadays. Me too. Me too. <laughs> too many but, bangs. Uh, Kurt and Timmy Palmer, I went, I went to Bible college with them years ago, and uh, they're really good friends, and uh, they've just been loyal sponsors for they're, quite a while. They're back through tomorrow? They're back through tomorrow, probably around 3 o'clock. Um, do you work tomorrow night? Yeah, I work tomorrow night, but I don't go in until 5. You don't? Because yeah, I'm going to do a show with them when they come through. Okay. Yeah, around 3? Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. I'll text them and find out. All right. But, I'd love to meet them. Uh, and I Me think too. The show. Well, if you want to come in. Okay. Three. <laughs> I'll be part of the peanut gallery. Yeah. The show is entitled Kim Trails, Cowbells, and Jesus. <laughs> You're kidding me. That's, I need to come that's now. That's my show. <laughs> Kim Trails, Cowbells, and Jesus. You yeah. should see his you've, face, y'all. You've got to get me behind the mic on this one. <laughs> Everything I love. 
So you all are welcome to join us in the studio. You can get in a candy store right now. I know. <laughs> His face lit up. Mar- Marv, can you give me your horse? Uh, <laughs> bring a cowbell. Everybody bring a bell. I don't have a bell. Find a bell. Okay, I'll find, <laughs> find a bell. I'll go buy a bell. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's the wins, and uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we got a little trivia for you, and then the topic, can't we all just get along? Can't we? Huh? Come on. No. I mean, gee Wilkers. I believe we can, too, honestly. No. Didn't John Lennon sing about that? Probably. I, probably. <laughs> Pick a topic he probably sang that about. That and Yellow right. Submarines yeah. and all that stuff. I thought that was the Beatles. That is. Yeah, it is oh, Beatles. is he part of the Beatles? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh you're so young. I know. <sighs> Don't go away. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Hey, it's the Monty Man from Take 12 Recovery Radio, and we all know how important it is to walk the talk in recovery, right? Well, I'd like you to join us for the Oregon Recovers 2018 Walk for Recovery, Saturday, September 29th, 10 a.m. at Szymanski Park in Portland, Oregon. In partnership with national healthcare leader Kaiser Permanente, Oregon Recovers is creating a unique opportunity for people in recovery, their friends and family, to strengthen their recovery by generating funds for the public education and advocacy work of Oregon Recovers. This is a 3K benefit walk, which kicks off with a rally in Shemansky Park and will take participants past many of the touchstone organizations like Central City Concern and DePaul Treatment Centers that help Oregonians suffering from addiction find their way out of the darkness of their disease and onto the path of long-term recovery. To register, visit walkforrecovery.org. That's walk, the number four, recovery.org. And join us for the 2018 Oregon Recovers Walk for Recovery, Saturday, September 29th, 10 a.m., Sheminsky Park, Portland, Oregon, to walk the talk. Welcome back to the show where no one knows what they're talking about. Welcome back to the folks that smell like sauerkraut. Though we feel like it's real, we just don't know. Is this just a dream or a recovery show? Who'd have thought we'd lead ya? <laughs> right back here where we need ya. Well, we tease you a lot, cause we got you on the spot. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Cause you see, you're kind of stuck with us now. (laughs) You're trapped. There you go. Welcome back to the show. Okie (laughs) dokie. Alright, we got some more right here. Here's what's his name? play trivia. Trivia, 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 Ben Hur never had it so, so good. I think I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Uh, right away. All right. Uh, if you get it wrong, good you chance. get the fluff machine. Good chance of that. If, if you get it right, we're going to give you a cowbell. 
Uh, these are kind of weird. There's three of these. Uh, really? <laughs> That's odd. Okay, this is these are this is called which one of these is true? <clears throat> okay, so uh, the first one, which one of these is true? A, a girl's arrested for doing handstands in the middle of a cemetery. <laughs> What's strange about that? (laughs) (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Okay. B, a man was gorged twice by a bull while shopping for a used car. Or C, a famous rock star finds $25,000 stuffed inside a watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) What does gorged mean? Uh, Stuck. Stuck. If I took a knife and went, I gorged you. Yeah. Um. What do you think, uh, Marv? Do you think it's... Oh, I got to go with B. B? Yeah. Guy was uh, yeah. stuck by a there, bowl while there, shopping. There he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Denver? What do you think girls arrested for doing handstands in a cemetery? I, no, I dig graveyards, so I'm, go- I'm going with the girl. You going with the girl at the cemetery? I might even right. date her. Wow. <laughs> Tony's lost it. I can see that too. Yeah. You know? uh, I, I can too. I like golf. Well, getting money out of a watermelon, I'll go. And with if she had a cold, Denver would be going, Why are you coughing? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. What do you think, Tony? I'll go with C. Why not? Yeah. One of us is going to get this right. <clears throat> I have a cold, so my laugh is off this week. So you're coughing. <laughs> All right. Well, Marv gets it. Woo! All right. Yeah. Dean King's trip to buy a used car took a bizarre and painful turn last week in Tracy, California. King, an Army veteran, went to check out the car on a rural property when he had a surprising oh. encounter with an enraged bull. King said he initially did not see the massive animal bearing down on him. How can you not? <laughs> I know. I cannot see that. I'm sorry. There's not a bull. All he remembers is being knocked to the ground and the pain <laughs> as the bull gored him twice in the abdomen. Uh, King hid behind a bush and uh, and the house uh, behind a bush at, a, at the house <laughs> on the property. While the bull stood over him, snorting for about 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Finally, King heard a car honking and called out for help. He was rushed to the hospital and, and <laughs> underwent surgery. He says, uh, he was down by my feet, King said. He would smell me, and then he'd snort, and I thought, okay, <laughs> I'm done. I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh Forget um, the pit bull. Now, this right. is what's hilarious. Authorities said he was fortunate to be alive. Doctors told him the extra weight around his belly probably saved his life. Oh. <laughs> Tub, oh. Tubby. Tubby. The doctors not only like, kicked him while he was down, they called him fat. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, gee. All right, here's your, here's your second. Which one of these is true? A, a woman jumps out of her car to save a lion on the highway. <laughs> Why is that funny? Did this come from the Shave Club or what? <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. This is actually CBS News. Oh, cool. um, oh, it's real God, now. It's real now. B, a crazy driver bashes her car into another vehicle because she doesn't like the bumper sticker. <laughs> or C, three men were found stuck in baby swings in Central Park and had to be cut free. Oh, it has to be C. It has to be C. Okay. Think it's the baby swings? What do you think, Denver? I think they're all true. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I'm, I'm going with uh, the bumper sticker one. Please. The bumper sticker one? Yeah. What do you say, Marv? Yeah, that's road rage. What I was yeah, thinking. well, Tony, sorry. <gasps> no. 
Uh, hard, you, hard to you, believe. But. You guys are correct. Cam trails. Hi, Hyannis, Massachusetts. <laughs> now I know why that's. I know why that's funny. Um, a driver whose SUV was rammed by a car. Learned his vehicle was targeted because he had a President Trump bumper sticker on it. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you then. We know that. A, a woman from uh, Taunton, Massachusetts is facing charges, and well, she should. Uh, I could hear her screaming at a red light out of her car, <laughs> so I thought, man, maybe something's wrong with my car. So I get out. <laughs> I get out, yeah. and all of a sudden I hear, you racist! And a bunch of cuss words. Police say the other driver was 25-year-old Cleo Wright. The motorist <laughs> recorded the incident as she first allegedly drove into the back of his SUV, then clipped his door, missing him by inches. Her tire was right next to my foot, he said. That could have ended really bad. The incident happened in Hyannis. He says it started earlier when she was honking and yelling at him. The first thing she said when I came out of the car was, did you vote for Trump? And I was like, yeah, what of it? And that was pretty much uh, what triggered this. It was like nonstop. Wright has been charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. And I hope she goes to jail. I would have paid money to see that. I mean, you can have your opinions, but you don't have to vandalize somebody's (laughs) car. Come on, people. Grow up. Uh, Yeah. Can't we all get along? Can't we all get along? Really? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So here's the last one. Hallelujah. Which one of these is true? Oh, Lord. A, a popular airline is offering marijuana cookies to its first class passengers. <laughs> B, the Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory in San Francisco is now selling marijuana laced fudge sickles. What? Or C, Staying at a California bed and breakfast can get you stoned for no extra charge. <laughs> what do you think, Marv? A. A, airline serving pot cookies. Okay. What do you think, Tony? I'll just say B because of the popsicle thing that got me mad earlier. Okay. <laughs> Denver? You ever been to a bed and breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going with C. Well, Tony, Marv, you guys, <laughs> sorry. Denver's right. I know. Uh, a so-called bed and breakfast rentals are popping up across you California know. with a new take on the traditional weekend getaway experience that spices things up with cannabis. In Erin Dean's case, her bed and breakfast in Placer County, California, just north of Sacramento, may be the first such B&B located right next to a cannabis farm. <laughs> Doubtful. A main feature of the stay is a welcome gift of up to one ounce of cannabis <gasps> harvested from just outside the front door. Oh That's the legal amount that you that can be offered as a gift under state law. Now, if you want to pay me for it tomorrow. <laughs> According to the San Francisco Chronicle, cannabis-themed bread and breakfasts in California are also operating in places like Hollywood, Lake Tahoe, and Palm Springs. Oh, my God. I think we all need a vacation at a bed yeah. and breakfast. Don't you? Let's go there's to your, a there's your vacation. That's Mark. what I'm going to do. I'm going to open a B&B. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, what's going down? <laughs> it should be B&B. Bed, bong, and breakfast. <laughs>
Yes. <laughs> People are probably getting out. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we just all get along? Right? Why can't we be friends? Come on, everybody. Gee, Christmas. I mean, go to bed and breakfast and relax. Yeah. <laughs> Come back with a new attitude. And new friends. Uh, a shout out to our friends at Recovery 101 for, out of Tombstone, Arizona. Uh, Bruce and Shelly and Tara, <clears throat> their new co-host, Tara. Uh, check them out at recovery101.net, would you please? Uh, I think you'll get a lot of laughs there as well. Um, uh, okay, so why can't we just all get along? I mean, why? what's all the fuss about? I mean, you know, we talked about in Life Group last night, we talked about... <clears throat> There's only one path to God, and that's through Jesus, if you, if you believe in the Christian faith. But perhaps there's many ways to Jesus. Mm. Maybe that's through some Native American stuff. Maybe it's through a rock concert you went to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you had to look into some things that might have been kind of strange that may not fit the traditional way to the Lord. But then you end up with the Lord. I mean, isn't that okay? Uh, well, what about sobriety? Now, I understand that sobriety is more about just not drinking and using. We we want more out of life than just abstinence. Um, but are we fighting too much? Are we, do we need to drop the the these these issues that maybe are not as major as we'd like to make them out to be. I mean, we did a show a couple of years ago why why AA hates NA and why NA hates AA. <clears throat> and we had some some interesting opinions about that. And it got, got kind of heated. And I just kind of sat back and was like, <laughs> this is entertaining. Um, so wh- why why do we make such, you know, there's that, that phrase, I think he protests too much. Uh, can we all just get along? Can we do better? Some. Marv, I'm going to, because you look like you're ready to talk. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm sitting here yawning. I know. That's why I put you on the spot. <clears throat> I mean, what do you, what's your take on this? I mean, you, you, you and I have sat, we've all been in meetings where they've said, it, maybe it's an AA meeting and they've said, we don't talk about drugs in here, even though alcohol is a drug, so that's actually not true. You do talk about drugs, but semantics get into it and people don't want to hear about methamphetamine or cocaine so then a fight breaks out or a disagreement somebody gets offended and they don't come back i mean that's just one example um what's going on what what's all the fuss about well it ought to be obvious shouldn't it well we're a mess (laughs) yeah i think i think it is yeah denver coins a phrase there but uh you know and what i figured out in the meetings and people are yeah. talking as they're right. We are self-centered, oh. selfish people. Right. And we get these uh, preconceived ideas about, or I do, where mm-hmm. I fit in that. And somebody goes against that and, and you're saying, hey, wait a minute here, man. What, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So then we get our feathers ruffled. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Tony? You, you've heard this kind of talk before, right? In <laughs> meetings? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, I agree with what Marv said. But also, you have like, I think sometimes it's 
more, and nobody take offense to this, like the young ones versus the old ones, older. Old, old timers? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. And they have differences in opinion because of the differences in the way the steps were worked yeah, as opposed to then until now, which I understand both and I like both. Right. But not everybody's like that. So I think that has a lot to do with the two. So I think it's a generational thing, mm-hmm. maybe. Some people that kind of grew up grew up in old school AA and now you got some whippersnappers in there. Yeah, and, little whippersnappers and, and like new me. New age NA or whatever. <laughs> well, and that's funny you would say that. Oh, um, I made a good point. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. No, it's kind of neat because uh, the other day in a meeting, mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about keeping it simple. And also um, uh, in that topic, they were uh, carrying on about uh, um, back to basics. Yeah. And there was, you know, and what I said, and and I do believe this truly is... Mm-hmm. In 1939, mm-hmm. our society was completely different than what it is in 2018. Uh-huh. You bet it was. And so to come in there with the hardliners, mm-hmm. big book thumpers, right. and you've got to do this, this, and this, and and uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Right. I, th- I think we're dealing with... Uh, yeah, we're still human, but we got a whole different society, a whole different bunch of stuff these young people are going through that me as an adult has never gone through, yeah. probably never will. Yeah, me too. Yeah, And so that understanding has to be there. Well, when it's not there, that's yeah. when we're having a lot the, of problems yeah, too. That's when but we it has to be heads. understanding on both generations, though. I yeah, think. yeah. Right. Yeah. What What do you think, Denver? About all this fussing and fighting, because because you you and I also have experienced um, a faith based recovery program, Celebrate Recovery. Tony, you've been there before, uh, and there are people in the secular twelve step world that bash Celebrate Recovery, and I'll, there's a there's a huge reason why. There's one specific issue, and I'll touch on that in a minute. But you've heard it all too. I mean. You think it's because we're selfish and self-centered? Do you think anybody's got a legitimate point? I'm looking at your emo- emojo pillows here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm laughing. I struggle with people that want to argue. Mm. You know what? We're all in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. In recovery-wise. Right. Now, uh, I've been to AA meetings quite a bit when I first started trying to get sober. Yeah, and I've watched people bicker and argue and and gripe, and I just sat there and I'm going, oh, "What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this?" Mm-hmm. We're, like I said, we're in the same boat, and we all want recovery. I come, from, uh, my recovery came from faith based. You know, I found Jesus, right, and that's my strength. Yeah. So, uh, yeah i I struggle with people arguing. I, I do. It, so, it bothers me. So you you believe that we we can do better and we can oh, get along. We can. We could right. get along. Right. If we just drop this self centeredness that we mm-hmm. have, and and hang on to Christ, hang on to each other, because we got to have fellowship. Right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Is us getting together, talking about this, working this out, getting on the same boat. <clears throat> So there, there is uh, there's a gentleman that I know, uh, and this isn't the first time I've heard this complaint, but 
he is very upset and angry to the point where he gets himself uh, so distraught he starts to turn red. You know, so there's there's other issues going on there, obviously. Um, but he hates Celebrate Recovery. Now, he claims that he used to be a Christian, but this God of Christianity is, I mean, he's changed his opinion about it because Celebrate Recovery is all-inclusive because it's hurts, habits, and hang-ups. So you might come in to Celebrate Recovery, which for those who don't know is a faith-based, Christ-centered 12-step program, using the 12 steps from permission from AA. Um, there is uh, 12-step writing workshops. There, I mean, they really go deep into the steps a lot more than many of your other 12-step fellowships do today that they used to years ago. CR has kind of brought that back and said, really, if you work and apply and implement these steps, you very well could recover. But it's from different things. So you might have alcoholism. You might be a narcotic addict. You might be a codependent whose life is falling apart because of your codependent issues. And maybe you're an overeater. Maybe you're an overspender. Maybe you're a gambling addict. Everybody is welcome. So it's not um, exclusive, whereas... At least at one time in history, AA was <clears throat> the only requirement was the desire to stop drinking. It was focused primarily on alcohol, issues with alcohol. In fact, in some meetings, they would say, limit your sharing to the, your problems with alcohol, which always cracked me up because once I don't have a problem with alcohol anymore, does that mean I can't share? Right. Um, <clears throat> in Narcotics Anonymous, it that was more inclusive. Or it, yeah, because they would say alcohol is a drug, period, so that's included. Um, I was at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting years ago, and I do mean years ago, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and they didn't want you to talk about anything except for uh, inappropriate food disorders and that, that kind of thing. Um, and isn't a lot of, in our thinking that gets us in trouble? Yeah, and so all those things are really outward manifestations of an inward condition that I think is the same no matter who you are. Uh-huh. Um, but the argument about Celebrate Recovery is that <clears throat> people would come in and they would claim a, a sobriety chip. <clears throat> Maybe they quit smoking, and this is their, their 60 days of no cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So they claim a chip for that. But maybe they have a drink with dinner. Maybe they don't have a problem with alcohol. And I got my own opinions about that. But mm-hmm. by the letter of the law and CR, if they're there for their smoking, then they have every right to get a chip for their smoking. Mm-hmm. It's not about anything else for them. And so other 12 steppers are upset because this one gentleman is very upset because he says that we're soft pedaling it, that it should be, <clears throat> you shouldn't pick a chip up unless you're squeaky clean. It means everything from caffeine to, you know, whatever. And so some people take issue with that. And yet CR is a place where people can come with any problem they have. And I think they get it because I think they're focused on what is at the core of this whole thing and not all the outward manifestations, not all the symptoms. They're more concerned about the problem. Um, But so be it. That's what CR does. I mean, the fellowship or the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, which comes out of the big book, does a wonderful job of dealing with alcoholism and our, uh, the dilemma of our spiritual condition 
and they do it very well. Um, sometimes people in the fellowship may go sideways, but the program does it very well. NA does theirs very well. CR does theirs very well. Um, Al-Anon does theirs very I think they all do a really good job. And for the most part, I think the people in the fellowship do a good job. Sure, we're, I mean, there's people, there's churches that do wonderful jobs, but the people are sideways. I mean, I just don't, I don't get this fighting. I just don't. Because aren't we on the same side, really? Tony, don't you think we are? I would like to believe we are, but not everybody thinks the same. Yeah. You have yeah, those right fighters out there. There you go, right there. There it is, right? You know, when somebody, let's uh, use this for example, somebody's chairing a meeting mm-hmm. or uh, somebody's preaching at a church Yeah, or at uh, Celebrate Recovery, Yeah, a leader, you're going to have, let's just say, 50 people sitting out there listening. Mm-hmm. You've got 50 different ideas uh-huh. and perceptions Amen. of, what of what's being said. Amen. Yeah. So, and some of it's going to be applicable to some people and not to others, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody's it's a all, critic. It's all based on uh, pretty <clears throat> much where we come from, our experience <clears throat> in life. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's a neat idea to think that it's possible that everybody can get along, but... Might not be practical. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, you know, gotta say, hey, I don't know, I don't think yeah. so. I don't. So know. you don't think so? Never thinks we can. Is there a middle of the road here somewhere? Oh, I don't even know how to start this. So continue on. I'll, I'll get it right here in a second. Maybe. <laughs> Only if it's loud, I think. By every individual oh, in the rooms. So you know how we talked about. Um, the traffic problem in Al- in Albany on uh-huh. I-5. I kind of liken it unto that. Uh, uh, you know, so we were coming back. Well, we went up to Salem yesterday to drop our, or pick up our son for church. And we ran into that problem between Highway 34 and um, Jefferson Exit, where it was bumper to bumper, and there was no construction work going on. There was no accidents, none of that stuff. In fact, it was funny. Because there's a big digital sign that says wreck ahead. It's been there for two days, and there's no wreck. <laughs> <laughs> the wreck has moved on. Right? Um, but but when we were coming back, it was still going on, the traffic problem. But we were able to kind of see from the other side. We saw a, from a perspective we didn't see when we were in it. And what we noticed was there would be like a quarter of a mile of just open space, no cars. And then you'd have another quarter of a mile of people almost parked. They're going so slow. And then behind them, you'd have open space again. And we're like, why? I noticed that yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yeah. It's like, what is going on here? Is there really a reason for it? Can't So... For this to work, and when you're talking about like exits and people coming onto the freeway, if everybody would pull back one car length for every 10 mile an hour, no matter what's going on, traffic would be perfect. But everybody would have to do it. One person within a 50-mile radius doesn't do that. It's going to change everything. So, so is it possible that the traffic flow could improve? It's possible, Denver's view. Is it probable? Probably not. Probably not. 
Marv's view because everybody's got to be on the same page and human nature says everybody's not going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are, spectators coming back from Salem, and I, I'm just having to laugh at ourselves because we were in that going up to Salem. Right. Right? Yeah. We're, we're complaining about the way people are driving, and yet we're affected by it, so then we're driving that way. You see the parallel here? I mean, we're all part of this thing. And so then it comes back to, I need to be the change I w- that I want to see in other people. I need to be that change. And so, again, it comes back to keeping my side of the street clean. And, and I don't know. I, I, can it work? Yeah. Will it work? I don't know. Denver? This side of heaven, I don't think it's going to. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mentioned earlier, John Lennon, I'm a dreamer. Right. You know what? It would be possible if everybody would pull together, take that step back, and take a look at yourself. Yeah. But I, I just know that this world is so busy right now. There's mm-hmm. going to be bickering and griping, mm-hmm. and somebody's not going to pull back and take that step. So there's going to be clutter. So then you're going to have a yeah, domino gonna, effect. There's going to be clutter all the way through, and... uh the best we can do is in our fellowships, do our part, yeah, you know, and, and just <sighs> a hope that we can get along, you know. Right. Do do your part, you know, and and in a little circle of people that can happen, you know what? Sure. Serenity can happen. Sure. In a small group of people, but we cannot. It's not going to happen. Worldwide, it's yeah, just not going to happen. Not worldwide. Nah. Yeah. So one of the, and I'm I'm not trying to plug Celebrate Recovery, but I, I will have to say one of the things that I appreciate about them is you do have a mixture of, there's a school teacher at this meeting who who just, some of the things that she's experienced watching children come from abused homes and things like that has really messed her up. So she comes to Celebrate Recovery to apply scripture to her emotional well-being right Mm -hmm. so she's in recovery from that you have somebody else that is struggling with nicotine somebody else is struggling with pornography somebody else is struggling with narcotics somebody else alcohol so and guess what they're all there in one room and they're they're unified Mm -hmm. it's in a smaller group it's in a smaller group now it might be 75 people right right but comparatively speaking (laughs) yeah yeah, worldwide. It's in a small, but I'll guarantee you, as good as that is, I'll bet you when you come to the the Celebrate Recovery Fellowship down the road, and then the one on the in the other state, and so forth and so on. If you got them all together, they probably wouldn't agree on everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just going to be that way. Um, I think we can do better. I think we're able to do better. But I think Marv hit the nail on the head. It comes back to being. You know, who are we really putting up on that pedestal? Us. And, you know, I'm yep. right and yep. you're wrong. And um, it, 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 it doesn't lend itself to a healthy fellowship of people when it becomes so toxic that people are fighting and, and, and at the smoke breaks, at their smoke breaks, they're yelling and screaming at each other. And <laughs> <laughs> But it happens. We're a mess. <laughs> but I don't think it's all gloom and doom. Do you, Marv? No, no. Even in the midst of, because <laughs> it's you know, the group that you and I are very familiar with, 
How many times have we seen this thing? By all intents and purposes, it should have just imploded, right? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about, uh-huh. right, Tony? Uh, it should have imploded a long time ago, and it's still kicking. So you got to say, well, God knows what He's doing, because there are people still coming out of that meeting, developing a relationship with God. There are. I, I think that's paramount. That's key. Yeah, a relationship with Christ. But doesn't all this go back to expectations lead to resentments? Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was going to just mention that. You yeah. know, some of the people who used to hang out in our group, right? Um, even though they know resentment is a great offender, yeah, uh, left because they got a resentment. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's easy to get one if you're not on your game. Right. You know what? If you're not focused on Christ or something, you, you really got it. You don't have it's, some sort of spiritual base yeah, going on. Yeah. It is easy to pick up a resentment. <laughs> Dude, it's real one. easy. <laughs> yeah, we all do. All right. <laughs> I can get pretty. I can get one pretty fast. Well, yeah. If I don't you know, watch there's it. there's that. And whole... I think normies can too. Oh, absolutely. I, there are no normies, it, really. Right. I mean, well, everybody's I can... sick. Well, and yeah. twisted and mixed up and broken to a certain extent. That's but just, I know what you mean. Yeah. People that aren't in the program that don't get us. and Yeah. It's it's good when you start to realize you can get one and lay it aside. Right. Get, get rid of it. You know what? It's difficult. Yeah. I pick them up regular. Mm-hmm. But I try to uh, refocus that as quick as There's I can. There's the resentments dollar store. <laughs> yeah, for, for, yeah. for less than exactly. a dollar, you can pick one up, yeah. and you it's, too can have It's one. real easy, but it's it's good when you realize that, and then you can uh, get rid of it. Yeah. You know what? It's going to be no good. Sometimes it takes me a couple days to get rid of it. Well, but you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's part of us growing in Christ. We learn to get rid of it. it, it the more we carry it, the longer you carry it, mm-hmm. the worse it gets. Lay it down. Get rid and of I, it. And I don't hold on to mine as long as I used to. No, yeah. no, I really no. don't. Because there was a time I kind of enjoyed holding on to yeah. it. I'm, <laughs> at, I'm at a point in my life now, it's an irritant. I, I don't want to hold on to no. it. No. causes too much energy loss. It does. Yep. <laughs> and then you Actually, have... that is true. Because of the my weekly wine, I almost enjoy holding on to that one. And yeah, we, I'm we, still spiritually kinda, unfit. Yeah. But I'm trying to get Because it gives that. us a false sense of control, and we uh-huh. kind of like that. And I'd rather yeah. be real with the people than not. Right. Does right. that make any sense? Yeah. yeah. And if you lose too much energy, you just grab yourself a bang, non-carbonated sweet tea. <laughs> Peach. Unsweet Peach. tea. Peach. Peach. Um, so, yeah, are there many ways to sobriety? Sure. I think, uh, as a matter of fact, on this last episode of Recovery 101, um, with those guys... Um, it was their topic was called Pathfinders, hmm. and there's many paths to sobriety. Hopefully, once you get sober, you start to desire wanting more than just abstinence. You you, you want an, an improved life, you know, but you may not know that until you're a little more clear headed. <laughs> um, so it's got to start at, at some beginning, and and. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of of the mindset of if I want to improve my life, I said this last week, if I want to improve my life, if I want to change it for the better, I'm going to look at the method that has worked the best for the longest. Why wouldn't I? Why would I go with something that's only been going on for a week when I could look at something that's been going and t- tried and tested for like 
70 years. And for me, that's the 12-step process. So whatever label you put over the top of your meeting where you practice those steps really doesn't matter. I Maybe, maybe not. I, if it matters that much where I'm fighting with you, then it matters too much, I think. Um, but we're all growing in this thing, you know, so can we all get along? Yeah. Will we? No. <laughs> Sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. At least not perfectly. Um, so to close out, I thought this was really interesting. Here's a gentleman who, um, is very influential in the recovery world, particularly when it comes to, um, uh, rock bands and, and that kind of thing. Um, this is uh, a piece of a little bit of an interview with Stephen Colbert uh, from The Late Show with Mr. Joe Walsh. Uh, wow. And then it leads into the closing song that he wrote called uh, One Day at a Time. Check this out. Listen to this. You were, um, you were um, a famous partier in some of the, in the biggest bands. Um, do you have any happy memories? Or, or any memories at all? You could... Yeah, well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, all, this, all the uh, things that you've heard are true. <laughs> now, I don't remember a lot about it, but uh, the depositions in court and the police reports, <laughs> it ha- I had all to do it. Accurate, all to fairly it. accurate. All fairly accurate. Did you have buddies, have particular buddies you would, you would hang out with uh, when you were on the road? Like people you liked to party with? It was Keith Moon, who was Keith, yeah. sadly very famous for it. He decided he liked me, and we stayed up for a couple of months that night. And <laughs> John Bellucci was another one. Okay, yeah, yeah. John was kind of... What was he like to hang out with? He was kind of scary. Yeah, a lot of it energy. Just, you know, now it's funny, but at the time, both of those gentlemen, it was terrifying. You did not know what was going to happen. I, I went to Benihana's once with John Bellucci. The Japanese steakhouse. Yeah, yeah and he decided he was going to be the cook. <laughs> and he went full on samurai. How did that turn out? It was messy. <laughs> it was messy. Hey, did you ever have something that was your favorite thing to do in the whole world and you had to stop? My favorite thing was drinking alcohol. I only got drunk once for 20 years. And I had to stop. So this song is called One Day at a Time. It's a new song and it's about relevant stuff.
Mr. Joe Walsh with his song, One Day at a Time. Visit his website at joewalsh.com. Hey, listen, if you want to get along with people of different faiths, people that don't necessarily agree with you, people of different recovery fellowships, it starts with being the change you yourself The change that you want to see in others, you be that change. And believe me, give it some time and your perspective will change. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with all of us here at Take 12 Recovery Radio. And we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow.